Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to the leading agencies, technology providers, and consultants in the arena of customer channel and brand loyalty about what they're seeing. Uh, we talk about the technology and trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to derive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, customer loyalty. It allows for a deeper uh, assessment and insight into the state of customer loyalty and the challenges that we're seeing within the industry because these pra uh, practitioners we speak with have a deep set of insight uh, within the industry and it helps us give a very unique perspective. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Dave Andriotakis, who's the Chief Innovation Officer at Kobe. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing great, Mark. It's good to see you again. Good. Nice talking to you as well, as always. Uh, first off, we like to start these on a more personal level. We'd like to know those who we're speaking with. I uh, would love to know a little bit more about you, your history, your background, and your role at Kobe. Yeah, absolutely. I've been in marketing for over 20 years, but uh, particularly in loyalty for about 15. And most of the folks, if you're in this industry, have seen me on stage somewhere or seen, seen a blog. Um, just absolutely love loyalty, live it, breathe it. Uh, Kobe is one of the few companies that actually has a dedicated C-level executive to innovation. And we, we set this role aside so that we could sit there and, and not only incubate new capabilities, but to continue to challenge our thinking. It's kind of a, a, a fun and a sad thing to know that your job every day is to come in and get in a fight and think about the new ways in which we could do things and, and kind of stand some things down. And we, we've been open as an ELT, as, as an executive leadership team, um, to having that kind of dynamic. And it's done a lot of wonders for us as a, as a company. Excellent. Uh, fun fact, is there, is there a passion you have, uh, uh, health and fitness? Do you like to jump out of airplanes? Uh, do you like to scuba dive? You know, what's a passion, something you like to do outside of work? Yeah. So last time I was on, I told you about um, uh, my guitar playing, which you can see yeah. in the background. It's a, it's a big, big passion of mine. But lately, I've been really getting into trying to perfect the art of making a pizza. I got a little uh, uh, outdoor pizza oven outside, and if all goes well, I'm going to build a bigger one that's like a brick oven that you might see over in Italy. Uh, so I'm, I'm really passionate about that and, and really enjoying uh, that learning. Okay, great. When you look at uh, Kobe, uh, obviously uh, a legacy provider in the industry, uh, done a lot of unique things recently, kind of transformed kind of the approach. You talked about you know, having the executive team focused on uh, transformation and, and innovation. For those who may not be familiar with Kobe, can you tell us about what you guys do, how you do it, industries you work within? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been in business over 32 years, I think now, and counting. And um, we are strategy-led, tech-enabled. So we have both sides of that, that house. So we've got uh, a lot of advice that we give, and, and then we help our clients really implement each of the, the solutions that they're they're going through, whether it is starting a new program, transforming a program, sometimes shutting them down and rethinking what they want to do with, with loyalty in general. But our technology is at the core of it all. We have, uh, as a full-service loyalty agency, we have a, a number of service offerings, and we use our own tools, and, our, and we sell those tools to our clients as well. And so our, our loyalty points engine, our experience engine that we have is at the center of our product uh, offering, which is called Calc. And um, we cover uh, financial institutions. We cover uh, retail, uh, travel and hospitality. We have uh, new emerging markets, telecom, some entertainment, um, but our, uh, those are our main categories that we uh, tend to focus on. Okay, excellent. And when you look at uh, the state of customer loyalty, I know you just conducted a recent uh, research around yeah. uh, 
the 2022 Customer Loyalty Research Project, you know, to better understand consumer preferences around customer loyalty programs, post-COVID, what they want, what they'd like to see. Can you give us a brief overview of the research, uh, you know, why you decided to conduct it and, and, and what you saw? Yeah, we, we, we wanted to do a few things. One is um, let's see, the purpose of our, of our research was one, to advance some of the things that we've already um, had a lot of success in and, and really sharpen our saw on some things that we, we already knew. Um, second thing is we, we, there's a lot of things that we kind of supposed, you know, that we know just by being in loyalty for a while, but we wanted to find some proof points. And that allows us to be able to bring it to customers and replicate that with, or with each of our clients so that we can show them where specifically they might want to focus in on uh, different problems they're facing, such as the type of rewards different types of customers really want, or how they might want to be served up those rewards. What really drives customers to be loyal? All that, all that fun stuff that we talk about on a, on a regular basis. But the last thing that we wanted to do is to really just hear more of the voice of the customer after COVID, you know, as, as, as that has, has kind of trailed into this new world, we know that behaviors have changed. We know that old models aren't working and we just kind of wanted a fresh start on understanding where everybody's starting from. And we did learn some, some really interesting things. Okay, excellent. Were there some things that you thought you may see going into the report uh, that you didn't see or things that, uh, that you did see or that things that you thought you may see that you didn't see? Yeah, um, both actually. And there were quite a few surprises. And um, in fact, when we started this, we were looking for more validation than anything. I mean, that was kind of, we, we had some hypothesis. We were really excited to prove those out. Um, we've spent way more time focusing on the surprises though. And they're really in four categories, I, I would say. The first is that there's kind of a change in what customers want, like the types of rewards that they're looking for. And, you know, we, you know, we're a company that um, spends a lot of time talking about emotional connection. And we found that customers who have low emotional connection or are very habit driven, um, those two categories in particular, uh, they are very transactional in the things that they want. They want to give me points for taking a quiz, give me points for doing this, give me points for basically everything. And it's, like I said, it's extremely transactional. Those who are very emotional um, have, or have an emotional connection, um, they, they push all that stuff aside and they want access and status and, and higher levels of a relationship, just like you might if you were like dating somebody trying to progress that thing along. So what customers want was the first area that there were some surprises. The second area is, is um, we have a new understanding of what value means to customers. So we used to think it was all about this, you know, uh, exchange uh, of a value exchange, if you will, of do this, get that, and make sure that you get that right, whatever that thing may be. So there is this notion of you have to get the item right so that it appeals to customers, but it's only one of three things that really matter. There's a, a trifecta effect that happens. Getting the item right getting the experience around giving them that item right and recognizing that entire customer value. It, it, it's, there's a multiple effect that happens when you get all three of those things right at the same time. There were uh, there are a couple more. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll hit on these and let you kind of respond to them because there's, there's a lot. A really big one for us was this new understanding of pain and forgiveness. We saw a lot of customers, um, just like you would feel in, in an emotionally connected relationship, when something bad happened to them, they were really hurt. If you're emotionally connected and the brand does something bad to you, it really, really hurts. 
And it hurts them. It hurts everybody across the board, no matter what their, what level of emotional connection that they have, um, whether it's a status driven one or a habit driven one or so on and so forth. But what we found big differences in was their willingness to forgive you afterwards. That people who are status driven and, and sometimes habit driven, they were like, no, I'm sorry. You know, you had your chance. I'm, I'm done. And these are, these are higher spending customers. So we found that that was kind of a really interesting um, uh, takeaway as well. And then the last one had to do with advocacy and that we found that people are different what they say about you versus what they do, what their net promoter score might be, as well as the types of things that they will promote, even if they don't like you. So we found a lot of interesting stuff there. Okay. So that was a lot. What do you think? Uh, interesting. I think it's definitely a very unique time. And, and you and I were talking before this, uh, I think kind of service level expectations have changed dramatically. And, you know, brands uh, are looking for ways to add different types of reward opportunities, engagement opportunities, personalized, uh, you know, that that can keep a customer more actively engaged throughout the life cycle. So it's great to hear that, you know, consumers are looking for that you kind of unique personalized offering as well and looking for uh, different opportunities along the continuum, which uh, seems to align from the brand to the consumer, consumer to the brand. That's right. All right. That's right. We've seen a lot of that. So customer expectations around customer loyalty, loyalty programs, they're changing. Yeah. What have you seen in the customer loyalty space recently uh, that you may compare to the study uh, to meet those changes? And what's lining up? What are you seeing in regard to maybe what you're offering, what your clients are asking for uh, that kind of line up against the this, this study? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We talked a little bit about those micro nudges a little bit, you know, that there's lots of little nudges that need to happen to really bring uh, customers to, to a certain place versus trying to create this destination that we're, we're always forcing them, them through. Brands are tired. They're tired of working really hard to not get the results that they're looking for. So they're looking for smaller wins. They're looking for more experience-based wins. They're looking for how can I affect this customer right here at this particular, that, this particular place. There's a study out of the University of Oregon that's kind of interesting right now about customer inertia. And the analogy that I used when talking to this professor was like a, like a, a basketball. You spin a ball one time, it's going to fall off at, eventually off your finger if you're trying to, to balance it. But if you've ever done that successfully, you spin it and you kind of hit it, you hit it, you hit it, you hit it, and then it spins for quite a while. And you can, you can keep that up there and then every now and then touch it. That's what you want is to, and what our brands are looking for, is to get their customers into this state where they don't have to work so hard to keep them there. And to just precision hit the things that are really going to, to matter to them. And this study backed that up completely. Know me, know who I am, know the types of things that um, I'm, I'm trying to get to. And if you can get me there, I'll be your customer forever. But you can't just put me in a program, expect that I'll find my way there. You have to help me along the path, give me those nudges, and we'll eventually get there together. Okay, great. And when you look at that, though, uh, brands have always had a challenge listening to and understanding their customers, right? Yeah. Now, uh, you know, being in the channel that they want to be in, having the right product, the service, uh, the reward, whatever it may be, there's added complexities to doing that. But there's a, you know, a clarion call for simplicity. So how do brands balance the challenge of more data, more complexity from personalization, content, communication, cadence to creating simplicity to getting to know that customer? How, how do you balance that? Maybe what, what strategy you see that, that can proactively address that? Yeah, it's a, it's a 
Great question, because I don't think a lot of brands get this right. I was actually, you know, thinking about this quite a bit to say, here's, here's the one that just nails this. And I don't think there are many that nail this. Um, there, the, the thing I'd point to is that you can over, you can hyper-personalize and, and get less and less and less of an impact by getting even more personalized, right? And when you're thinking about massive groups of people, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of members that you're trying to market a message to, it's going to sound like you just marketed to millions of people. And if you want to get an intimate connection with somebody, you have to look them in the eyes. You have to be able to make them feel what you're saying. And over the years, advertising has taken quite a bit of that on their shoulders to try and say, let me come up with an emotional message to get you to connect with me or so on and so forth. But it's always been the agents. It's always been the front line that can really pull that off. And so the, the thing that brands need to do is to take that data and not sit back here in, in, a, in a dark room somewhere and try to blast email, blast messages out. But I would rather see them spend as much time as possible trying to educate the front lines on the differences of customers, how to recognize different types of customers when they're standing in front of you or when you're interacting um, or when you're marketing, and then how to really um, create these small moments where you're empowering employees on the front line uh, to have wins along the way. It's just as important for the employees to feel the wins as it is for the customers to feel the wins. If the employees don't feel the wins, they're not going to get that inertia of, I know how to affect this particular sale, this relationship. And most importantly, you want every employee to feel like I'm in charge. I'm the steward of this relationship and I have to take care of them. Give them the tools to do it so they can be successful. Okay. And then the last question we have, Kobe has uh, a place to focus throughout the years on emotional loyalty, stab at habit and reciprocity kind of being the, the, the three uh, pillars, I think of your, uh, okay. right. your emotional loyalty uh, approach. You know, what are some of the trends you see in regard to emotional loyalty uh, within customer loyalty, customer experience, what's working uh, in that regard and driving emotionally loyal customers can, you know, getting more of them when engaged in you know, what are you seeing? Yeah, there's a first off, there's a, there's an increase, a massive thirst for that understanding right now. We're getting that all over the place. People wanting to understand how to connect with customers more emotionally. Usually, the uh, impetus for that is they're tired of spending money on relationships. They'd, they'd rather not have to do that. Along the journey, when they start to understand their customers more, they get a little bit more vested in in that outcome. And and there's some brands that are just very true to their customers. They put that customer experience first. And so they all kind of end up in this bucket of really wanting to do something about it. Um, But that's where the industry starts to stratify. Depending on how well you've put in place your basic blocking and tackling of being able to do data-driven marketing, having strong CRM chops so that you can actually get messages in front of your customers the way that they want in the time frame that they want it, um, ends up being the thing that allows for the success of the failure of all of that great new understanding. One, one particular client of ours, it was an airline, and um, we shared with them the results of, of our emotional loyalty uh, scoring study. And we showed them the different ways that their, that their uh, customers reacted and, and how they were motivated. And as we started teaching them, their marketing team, this uh, new understanding of, of their customer, the first thing they did was they brought every customer-facing department, 
with, in, into a room to have us teach them that same thing. And this was everything from ticketing to um, concierge service, the uh, uh, the lounges, what uh, the people who are, are, are serving you, the, the pilots, every single customer facing group were represented there so that they could understand how to change their world because they knew that if they couldn't get this to action, it was just a great marketing study that made us feel good about knowing our customers a little bit better. Okay, great. Well, David, as always, uh, it's great speaking with you, uh, getting a, you know understanding what you're doing and what you're seeing, uh, especially in regard to innovation and how you're looking at the industry uh, at Kobe. So thank you very much for taking the time to, to speak with us today. Always a pleasure, Mark. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for watching. Make sure you join us again for another edition of Loyalty Live. Have a wonderful day.